This podcast is brought to you by 100% Pure. You put in a lot of work to maintain a healthy lifestyle, so why stop with your makeup? We make makeup with fruit and tea, spa skincare with potent plant-based vitamins, and hair and body care infused with sea minerals, all in the name of a healthier you. Visit 100percentpure.com to shop our clean beauty collection. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. All the pretty girls in the world, and the other girls too. But to me, you're pretty anyway, baby. You give me your number, I call you up. You act like you're interrupt. I don't have no trouble with you, but I have a little problem with you not me. Baby, you know I'ma take care of you. Cause you said you got my baby and I know it ain't true. Is it a good thing that was bad? For good or worse, makes you switch. So I walk on over with my crystal. Put away your pistol. Dirty won't be having it in this house. Cause I'll cripple your style. Now that you heard my charming voice, you couldn't get another. You won't get moist. If you want to look good and not be bummy, yo, you better give me that money. I'm just dirt dog trying to make somebody. So give me my streaks and give me my honey. Radios play this all day, every day. Recognize I'm a fool and you love me. None of you know. Better look at me funny. You know my name down. Give me my money. and the CIAA. The HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. All right. 
We here, man. Saturday morning. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you. Be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. Remember, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, our official content partner, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Well, ladies and gentlemen, so much has transpired since we last joined you on Thursday night. Uh, If you've missed uh, any shows from this week, uh, you can go back and relive those things on on demand 24-7 via Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, as well as uh, any other um, platform where great podcasts are served. Okay? All right. So, um, since we last left, um, since we last joined you, rather, uh, we had this huge memorial service for uh, George Floyd in Minneapolis, which was uh, phenomenal. It was just phenomenal. Uh, we've had um, Kanye West come out and make donations to the Floyd family, in particular, uh, George Floyd's uh, six-year-old daughter, which is huge. Uh, we found out that the uh, GoFundMe campaign that they actually started for the family has raised millions. And if I'm not mistaken, they've actually shattered uh, the GoFundMe record. So uh, big shouts out to everyone that has contributed contributed, and everyone, um, you know, that's just playing a, a vital role in, in bringing awareness uh, to the, the senseless police brutality um, that Americans are, are facing each and every day. Uh, and speaking of um, things that we're facing each and every day, African-Americans, well, just people in general, uh, there was this list uh, because, of course, you know, this is election season. Uh, here in Georgia, we have our our election coming up next week. And so for those of you that have not participated in early voting, make sure you participate. Uh, go to your polls. The absentee ballot is available as well. We got to make sure that we vote. If we want to change anything, it starts with the vote. OK, um, but there was this list and I'm not sure how many of you guys actually saw this list, but there was a list of restaurants and uh, different stores, big box stores that contribute uh, to the Republican Party, which means that they contribute to the reelection uh, campaign of one Donald Trump. And so the list was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Now, I don't have the list right here in front of me, but I do know that several of my favorite restaurants were on the list. First and foremost, Wendy's. For those of you that know me, I have had such a love affair with Wendy's since I was a young child. You know, I love those single with cheese, no pickle, no onion. I love the double stack. Oh, the double stack was banging. And y'all know what I put on my double stack? That that Wendy's chili sauce, that hot chili sauce. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The big classic with the Kaiser bun. And then they came with the, they hit you with the Baconator and the son of Baconator and Baconator Jr. Jr. Oh, yeah, man. I love Wendy's, but Wendy's is on the list, so... I've had to make the conscious decision that I will not be um, doing any business with Wendy's because, you know, I can't give my money to the Republican Party. And the thing about it is because the Republican Party is so geared and is so pro-business and all of that, most business owners and most millionaires, you know, they they are Republicans, whether you know it or not. But this guy right here. Yeah, I can't really contribute my my funds to uh, going to the Republican Party. Now, a couple of other restaurants on the list, and this hit hard, too, right here in Atlanta. 
because Chick-fil-A is based out of Atlanta. We know how we love us some Chick-fil-A. So I'm a, give me some of that Polynesian sauce, some Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh, we love it. They're on the list too, ladies and gentlemen. And now the baby is uh, taking heat. Everybody's favorite rapper. The baby's taking heat because he's uh, supporting Chick-fil-A. It's crazy. I mean, it's hard to look, man. In some places, you just can't get out your system. And Chick-fil-A is one of those. Now, Olive Garden is also on this list. I don't, my daughter likes to eat at Olive Garden. I haven't really been there in a while. But, uh, you know, you can check the list out. All you got to do is Google it. You know, I, like I said, I don't have it right here in front of me. It was just disappointing enough that Wendy's and, and our hometown Chick-fil-A was uh, even mentioned on the list. So that sucks. That sucks. But, you know, I'm going to try to do my part. You know, I'm not out here protesting and doing all that stuff. But when it comes to where I spend my money, I'm definitely in control of that. And I definitely uh, will not be spending my money anywhere where I feel like or there is documented evidence that my money could be going to uh, re-elect Trump 2020 because that just can't happen ladies and gentlemen it just cannot this is the HBCU report Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys Saturday morning thank you for tuning into the show uh, as we close out our celebration our commemoration of the year 1999 uh, coming up in the next segment we're going to be joined by the Dean of HBCU Sports my guy Dr. Kenyatta Cavill from inside Dr. Cavill's HBCU Sports Lab I'm going to chop it up. Talk about this whole fam. You move to the swag because this is the biggest thing going on right now in HBCU sports, because there's about to be so much fallout. And I've been talking about it all week. There's about to be so much fallout uh, from fam. You moving to the MEAC that this is going to be, if I label the last dance as the gift that keeps on giving fam, you's move to the swag is definitely going to be one of those gifts that just keeps on giving. Why do I say that? Well, there's so many other chips. Now, what we got to what we have to do is we have to look at FAMU from a, a brand perspective. And I'm definitely going to bring this up to Dr. Cavill. We got to br- look at it from a brand perspective. Who is the biggest brand in the MEAC? Now, I know North Carolina NT has won all those celebration bowls and all of that stuff. But let's be honest. Let's let's look at the let's look in the mirror. Just look at yourself. Now, just be honest. Who is the biggest brand in the MEAC? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Florida Agriculture and Mechanic Mechanical University. That's it. That is the biggest brand in the MEAC. When you talk about, um, you know, academics, they're probably running neck and neck with A&T and Howard. But FAMU is one of the, the best schools, um, best academic institutions for higher learning that you could send your child to. Not just HBCU, but period. The, the historical legacy of the athletic program, the historical legacy of the marching 100, like this is your brand. This is your brand right here and you're losing your biggest brand. And so I feel like they're going to be some of those other teams that are going to be waving their hands like, hey, if FAMU, if the brand of FAMU is not attached to this MEAC, it's really going to hurt us as an institution because we don't have that same branding power. So there's that. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see um, how this thing plays out. But something else that is huge when you talk about uh, college basketball, what uh, HBCU sports, HBCU basketball, is this kid, Mikey Williams, who is the, uh, the, the top kid coming out in 2023. And he's received 
some offers. Well, what happened was he went online and say and said that, you know, maybe it wouldn't be so bad going to a HBCU. And one, once HBCUs realized that this dude might have had an HBCU on the radar, boy, they start offering this dude scholarships left and right. I mean, he has offers from Tennessee State, Texas Southern, Norfolk State, uh, Grambling, Southern, North Carolina Central. And if, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, oh, Howard University. If I'm not mistaken, Alabama State has offered him one as well. Hampton University. And so uh, everybody is clamoring over this kid just by those statements. Now, here's the good part about this is that if this kid does attend an HBCU, I think this opens the floodgates. If he attends an HBCU, and of course we know he'll only be there for a semester, just through the tournament, just through the season. We know this. But if it works out really, really well for him, this could open up the, the I'm not going to say the floodgates. I'm just going to say this could open up the gates to other top-notch um, high school athletes making the decision to come to an HBCU over a PWI. You know, there have been a lot of memes that have been circulating over the past few weeks since everybody is all of a sudden woke again. And, um, you know, one of the one of the the memes that I saw was saying that if you really, you know, if you really woke or if you really want to support HBCUs or if you really want to let your voice be heard, pull your kid out of that Division One PWI athletic program and put him in an HBCU or don't let them attend a PWI, send them to an HBCU. And so what we've seen over the last week or two could actually be the turning point. You know, not sure how many folks have actually been paying attention to this, but this could actually be the turning point where a lot of African-American athletes, well, maybe not a lot, but some enough make the decision that it's time to come back home. And how, how great would that be? I mean, Mikey Williams, you know, this dude, I mean, he can pick wherever he wants to go to school, but if he picks an HBCU, man, this thing is going to be amazing. You heard me? Amazing. Yeah. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys. Don't forget, coming up on the other side, we will chop it up with the dean of HBCU Sports, my guy, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. But before we do any of that, we've got to take a look back at 1999. It was January 31st of 1999 that immediately following the Broncos, 34-19 went over the Falcons. Damn. In Super Bowl 33, Fox aired the first episode of Family Guy to 22 million viewers, immediately generating controversy. Uh, since then, Seth MacFarlane's animated sitcom has gone on to win Emmys and is a household name. In music, in our lifetime, the fourth studio album by 8-Ball and MJG was released May 18th of 99 by Suave House and Black on Both Sides, one of my favorite albums. The debut album by Most Def was released October 12th of 1999 by Raucous Records. Now, I'm not sure how many of my listeners are actually familiar with Raucous Records, but you got to go back. Man, if you got Apple Music, just go back and put in a Raucous Records, and they got the whole Raucous Records playlist, man. When I tell you Raucous had the damn, boy, they had a roster, and they put out some good damn music, too. So make sure, you know, I'm always trying to give you all... um 
some things to check out. So make sure that if you're not familiar with Rockers Records, check them out on whatever platform that you listen to your music on on your on your cell phone. All right. At the box office, it was January 1st of 1999 that Hot Boys, written and directed by Master P, starring Silk the Shocker, Snoop Dogg, C Murder, and Mystical. This movie was god awful. Um, the, the film actually started a, a rivalry between Cash Money and No Limit. Why? Because the word Hot Boy or the name Hot Boys was already being used by Cash Money's uh, group of Lil Wayne, Juvie, Turk, and BG. Didn't know that, did you? All right. Don't don't check that movie out. I'm not recommending that movie. It was god-awful. I'm just telling you. And in sports, it was January 13th of 1999 that NBA superstar Michael Jordan of the Chicago Bulls announced his retirement from basketball for a second time. And, of course, we all know how that went. He came back a third time and play for the Washington Wizards. So, you know, Mike and these retirements, I tell you what. <laughs> and that is a look back at 1999. Coming up on the other side, we will continue our commemoration, our celebration through music of the year 1999. And we will also be joined by the Dean of HBCU Sports, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. All of that and more happens next right here on the HBCU Report. It was a goal that I wanted to achieve from the very beginning. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. I wasn't sure if I could do it. It was very hard for me, but the teachers, the counselors, they help you. One of the teachers was Miss Araceli. Miss Araceli, she gave me direction. Every single time I had a question, she'll put down whatever she's doing, and she'll come over and she'll sit there with you until you get it. At age 47, with the help of his teacher, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. Getting your high school diploma, it is a life-changing experience. It really is. It catapults you to where you want to go. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. Rob Calloway on the line right now with Willie Simmons, head football coach of the Florida A&M University Rattlers. Uh, how much do you think that the, the cancellation of the combine as well as those pro days are really hurt players like Ryan uh, from, from getting drafted? I think it had a profound impact. You know, you look at this year, only six FCS football players were drafted. I mean, it's the lowest figure. Uh, I think the uh, stats I read was since 2003. So that's not even one per conference. And so uh, I think it's an average around between, you know, 15 to 20 guys per year from the FCS ranks that, that get drafted. And I think a lot of that comes from those guys who want to have great pro days. And let's say in Ryan's case, some of the guys that in our conference uh, or the SWAG, the, the chance to have the HBCU combine. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Slugged up, my heart filled with anger, lost 
greatest as a youngster. Stack my cheese up, cause one day I'ma get a street life up. Beef, I don't discuss. Water out of line, water gon' get his head bust. Cash money, millionaires plus. Don't touch the broad if you can't pluck the broad. 20 inches with TVs is a must. By the year 2000, away. Tennis game, mouse beat. Slow down in the jag, get lost in You know how slow the new Rolls Royce be. Number one rapper, dipping low, low. When I compressor, sipping Momo's. Been a lot of cheddar. This my click couldn't be better. I'm married to CMR, baby, love it or leave it. Drive drops when it's hot. Stretch hummus when it's not. Light up the whole block when you glance at my watch. It's Wayne, baby. Thugs out, won't change, baby. I do your main lady in a blue navigator. That's game, baby. You can call me a game shooter. But since I drive a bubble, people call me Lex Luger. I pull up in the expedition. They be like, no, 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 he didn't. <laughs> Look, tattoos and fast cars. Do you know who we are? I'm Lil Weezy putting it down for CMR. Bang, bang. Every time I come around your city, bang, bang. Think it rang, read about it, bang, bang. Every time I buy a new ride, bang, bang. The rentals on your car, the ties, bang, bang. Every time I come around your city, bang, bang. Think it rang, read about it, bang, bang. It's the player with the Lex Bubba, candy coated helicopter with the leather cover. If you're slurping, I take off the rubber. Then toss that broad player, cause I don't love her. Ballers, man, they bought a private plane. They turned around and saw that thing, yo, the Juvin Wayne. They put 30 inch Lorenzo's on that thing, man. You little kids out there just don't understand. I'm a 
I still had this slight pause to say that it's not going to happen, even though every indication, and honestly, I even had some inside scoop type information that, no, this is real. Uh, but it's just one of those things is like, this is so big. You like, nah, something not going to work. Something's not going to work out. Somehow things are going to get in the way and it's not going to happen. So until I seen that last press release that said it was official, um, and, and then I back channeled and heard that the ADs voted, uh, saw the meeting with the, uh, Board of Trustees at Florida and University watched them and saw them vote, <laughs> and then saw the uh, and heard, excuse me, that the chancellors and presidents for the SWAC voted. And what was unique in so much is that everybody was like unanimous. I've never seen anything like that where it's no dissent. It worked so smooth, so fast. I was just like, wow, this is amazing. So, to be frank with you, um. I was still apprehensive and said, maybe not, even though I knew that this was real. Yeah. Well, you know, I wrote a, I wrote a piece years ago when I was over at CBS radio and Mm. um, I was talking about, I I was talking about brands, right? And you know, you got your Nikes, you got your Adidas, you got your McDonald's, your KFCs, you know, you got those brands that when you see them, those iconic brands that when you see the logo, you know exactly what it is. They could take the words off of the, off of the, you know, logo, but you would still know the logo. And I compared schools like Grambling, Florida A&M, brand wise, um, because when you talk about branding, when you talk about HBCUs, when people think of HBCUs, like in my opinion, you know, and, and and not just my opinion, but just in talking to people that didn't even go to HBCUs, whenever you mention it and they start talking and they want to throw out what the schools that they know, usually it is the FAMUs, the Gramlings, and even if it's somebody old and they just know Gramlin from the TV commercials, right? They're like, oh yeah, right. Gramlin, oh Gramlin got a bad band. Like when the last time you seen Gramlin? Oh, back in the eighties. But they, but but they know the brand. So from a, a branding standpoint. You know, how big is this for the SWAC to actually take the biggest brand that the MEAC has? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I love the discussion on brand because that's where we get into the sport management side, the business side of this, and really understanding not any, not just from the cultural HBCU athletic aesthetic side or the sporting HBCU diaspora colloquialism uh, framing all this, but when you get to its purest point in terms of what we think about sport business, the brand is everything. And as you said, brand is not a logo. Uh, Brand is not a phrase. It's not a trademark. It is what everybody thinks about your business without you telling them. Mm. And what you're talking about is the fact that Anybody that is associated with HBCUs, if you tell them to write down your top three HBCUs in terms of brain, it is hard for us to imagine that, fam, you wouldn't fall in that some category. Oh, they would be at the top. I mean, because, again, because this is what most people know, fam, you, Grambling, they might know Tennessee State. You know, they, you know, and it, and depending on where they are, they might say more house, you know, if they're from Atlanta. That's right. Yeah. You know, That's right. you're exactly right. So in a lot of areas, you're right. They're going to fall number one. But for just the sake of argument, we know definitely they top three and without a doubt, they're top five in terms of that. And then you put on there that the swag itself is a pretty big brand. 
and it has four or five schools that you could argue would be in that top brand. Mm -hmm. And you add, as you said, arguably maybe the top brand out there, certainly the top three, top five. Now you create a powerful unit when you talk about swag and how people look at it. So that's how significant this is. It changes the game in so many different ways in regards to how the commissioner and the institutions within the SWAC can start seeking even more revenue associated with their individual brand, their brand associated with SWAC, and then their brand cross-branding with FAMU, and that is reciprocal for FAMU because they are now with a significant brand as well, and so they added value. So this is this value brand proposition that you often see uh, in the business segment when you talk about mergers or when you see um, probably one of the most popular things people can think about is when you see a well-known brand gas station that has a brand fast food place within it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that partnership when you take it outside of the sport perspective. You see this with the um, ESPN and SEC in terms of the network, the ACC and the ESPN uh, brand when they talk about the network, ACC network, the SEC network, the University of Texas and ESPN network. You get yourself in a position now, brands will start coming to you as in saying, we want to partner with you and pay you because we see the large component of people you have associated with it. And we'd like to attract them to us. And we like that purchasing power that you bring to us because now you have this significant brand that is metamorphosed in terms of what's talking about. And that is just 11th member. What happens if you go to that 12th member and depending on who that is, just imagine that. You're absolutely right. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line with the dean of HBCU Sports, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, uh, talking FAMU's move from the SWAC, uh, from the MEAC to the SWAC and, and the possible fallout uh, behind that. Now, you know, you mentioned something that I hadn't thought about, um, but I've talked about it, 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 it you know, forever. And, and that is, you, you mentioned network, the, the partnership, right? So now, now that you have the SWAC, which essentially is becoming is the super conference within the HBCU realm, right? It's the super conference because now right. because fan, because the MEAC is over there with seven schools now, the SWAC has eleven, a possible twelve. He'll let me tell it. They might end up with fourteen before this thing is all over with. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean they might. I mean because Right, the, no, because, it's a very possible. Yeah, because what you do is you just drop the whole divisional thing and then the top two teams in the in the divi- I mean the conference, they play for the, the, the championship. That's how you do it. But um, but if if this if this is um, the the upswing for the swag, so to speak, we see fam as number eleven, and then we can, if we got a number twelve in there, do you think that based on the fact that we would have all the the best, and I say we because of course this is swag bias on the show, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, could we possibly see a situation where ESPN or somebody says, you know what? Man, you know, you all are, are the, the epitome of HBCU sports. Let's work on the network. And then you end up with a SWAC network. Yeah, no doubt. That's possible. In fact, I'll let people in that may not realize, as I was told directly uh, by a high-level administrator at the uh, Southwestern Athletic Conference that ESPN actually came to the conference and thought, because of the history tied to it, that would they have some interest in creating a 
SWAC network or HBCU type network. The problem that the SWAC had at the time, and since then a lot more inventory has taken place, is they didn't have an inventory of their old footage. Right. right. So as that has changed over the years, I think that is a very viable option and becomes even more of a viable option as you talked about with uh, FAMU uh, linking up, for a lack of better words, with the Southwestern Athletic Conference. And then you go to 12, 13, 14. Um, um, then each brand that you bring into it creates that super conference framework that you talked about. Mm-hmm. One that I literally wrote about 20 years ago um, shows the progression of how people are starting to understand the framework of the business side of sport, even at the collegiate level and how you leverage brands to create something that people have an interest in. And that's both your ship as well as an organization like ESPN that is always looking for content and specifically content that peaks to a large percentage of their market base. They did a study when they came out with the, um, 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 the magazine uh, uh, that they did in, t- in terms of ESPN of all the work they put out there and while they decided to make that move is that a large segment of their market was African American based so yes most certainly there's a lot going on when you, when you think about it and it, the name skipped me but I'm now putting it up I was referring to the undefeated yeah the undefeated right Right, they're black. So the, the, the black arm, the yeah. black arm of ESPN, which is this uh, black component uh, that speaks to black issues regarding sports, race, uh, and etc. Which, uh, oh, by the way, has become more important than ever right now. Right. But when you talk about that, um, that gives you idea from an ESPN perspective. Not so much of it just being goodwill, but they know it's in their business interest to look at it. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Doc. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line with Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the dean of HBCU Sports, talking about FAMU's move from the MEAC to the SWAC and the fallout behind it, because it's definitely coming. All right, Doc, hold a line for me. We're up against the break. Coming up on the other side, we will continue this conversation as well as continue our commemoration of the year 1999. Be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. And when we're not here, we're there. There is Sports News and Brews. Your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. The HBCU experience lives here. The HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. We'll be right back. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look. Flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. On the line with BJ Jones, the football guru for HBCUGameDay.com. What about moving down? Could that be a possibility? Yeah, I think that might be a possibility for a couple of schools. I think the, even in the meeting yesterday, they hinted at two schools uh, possibly moving down. But the reason that you don't have a lot of people moving down is 
Memphis pride. Right. I mean, for years, <laughs> how many people have you heard barking at Mississippi Valley State about, hey, you guys might want to consider the SIAC? That's what keeps uh, a lot of schools at a Division One level is pride. You know, no one wants to admit that, you know, maybe we don't have the funds or facilities to do it. You know, we have that can-do attitude. And yes, you should have that. But if you're not getting the funds that you need from the private donations from the alumni and you're bleeding your school dry, at some point you have to be smart. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Two right there where my girls at the HBCU report Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys Saturday morning happy Saturday to you and yours thank you for tuning in however you may be listening be sure to follow us on social media Facebook Instagram and Twitter at HBCU report we're not here we're there there is sportsnewsandbrews.com your official source for sports black news political news and the latest on your favorite craft beers all right so we are on the line right now with Dr. Kenyatta Cavill the dean of HBCU sports as we talk Fam, use move to the swag. But let's talk about the other side of this thing, Doc, and that would be sure. the MEAC. Okay. Mm. Now, as I just mentioned, we got we have seven schools in the in the conference, right? Yep. Yep. And yeah, seven football playing schools right. nine uh total with two of them playing basketball but or you, not playing football. And, yes. But you had to have but seven is football. You have to have six in order to be a football conference, though, correct? That is correct. To get the automatic bid. Uh, to the NCAA playoff, you need at least six schools. Um, and that is uh, in any sport to continue to get the automatic NCAA bid. You need six schools. And in basketball, uh, those six schools need to have played together contiguously for over a 10-year period. So that's even another additional thing that you have to watch out on that side. Wow. 
So, okay, so when we talk about the MEAC, uh, we know that, that North Carolina a t they're already out. I mean, you know, for, for all purposes, they're gone, you know. Um, so now we're left sure. with a situation where you got Bethune-Cookman that's down in Daytona, and they're kind of out on the island right now, you know, because, for, I mean, no matter what conference, no matter what conference they're in, they're at the, the furthest point. They're at the furthest point south, I think, for any any school, SIACCIAA MEAC. They're at the, 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 the furthest point. Um What's next for them? Are, are they going to, you think they'll continue to be in the MEAC or could we see them possibly go? I was asking BJ Jones the other day, could we possibly see Bethune Cookman or like the likes of South Carolina State move down and then create a further, a further situation for the MEAC? Yes, I think all those things are on the table, but I want to make this clear that I have not talked to anybody down there in a f- official capacity. Um, so this is just based on the research that I've read and studied over the years that I think for Bethune-Cookman, everything is on the table. But I think the most critical thing right now for Bethune-Cookman is their reaffirmation of their accreditation for SAC-COC. That's going to be the litmus test and the trigger. And earlier this spring, um, they were really close to the financial component of that. I can report since that time, it's my understanding that they have gotten the financial level they needed, that they should be in good place in regards to retaining their accreditation. Now that's big, that's bigger than sports, but it is connected to sports Mm -hmm. from the standpoint that the institution will continue to move forward and should be able to grow, uh, maintain and not only grow, maintain, potentially grow as I want to get out there, which means athletically they should be in a good position. But when you go through that, it means naturally that you're probably going to go through a, a position in such a way that you're going to start looking at, what is our best move? How do we be most prudent with our financial stake? And how does that affect athletics? So good stewards would certainly do their research to say, should we maintain ourselves at the FCF level? Does that mean we maintain ourselves uh, in the MEAC? Do we look at the SWAC and see if there's a way that maybe we can follow FAMU, keep that robbery and the conference alignment going? Or do we want to even look at moving down to the Division Two level? And if we move down to the Division Two level, do we keep that framework, uh, cultural relevance alignment, and look at the SIAC, Southern Intercollegiate Athletic Conference? Also, we must consider the fact that since Edward Waters is in uh, football mm-hmm. participating mode, um, they're a member of the Gold Coast Athletic Conference now, um, and they're looking at deciding, are we going to move up SIAC as they're in a transition mode? But uh, based on what they're a current athletic director has said he's also looked at the fact maybe we need to look at whether we need to stay in a Gulf Coast Athletic Conference. So now you can get some synergy between two um, private institutions in the state of Florida. Do they look to be on the same level, whether it's at Division Two or whether it's at the um, NAI level and the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference, or as I said, Division Two and SIEC? So that's one component. Move over to South Carolina State, which is a public institution. But theirs is not necessarily a, a problem uh, accreditation. They've gotten that straight, but they have a massive concern in terms of where they are in their enrollment. One thing people may not realize out there that your enrollment is a large framework of where you get your budget associated with athletics. So, for example, if you take a $10 million budget, in a lot of cases, most institutions, not just HBCUs, everything below the power of institutions, if you would, 
That means that 70% of your budget on average, upwards to 85% of your budget is based on your student enrollment. So the larger enrollment, the more likely you can increase your athletic budget, the less your enrollment, the less budget you can have. And you're competing with other schools that have or should have similar budgets. So if you're South Carolina State, you have to start asking yourself your question, can we maintain athletic success with the number of students we have with the budget it's necessary to be competitive at the FCS, FCS level and therefore in the MEAC? So then they have to start looking at, do we maintain at the FCS level? Do we take a serious look at the Division II level? They're unique geographically because of where they sit, that they could look at both the CIAA and or the SIAC yep. if they decide to make a move to Division II level. So that comes into play because you have a South Carolina team that plays in the CIAA, Claflin. You have a um, South Carolina team, Benedict with a football program, and Claflin without. So those are some frameworks that you would want to consider. Then you start looking at the MEAC, uh, I'm sure uh, you'll get to, um, when you talk about the MEAC, and where they're going to go since we're talking about membership institutions, now there's an idea that they need to look in terms of how do we maintain ourselves. And this is called conference churning. So they're going to be looking at the fact that we need to gain membership. You lost membership, as we said, starting back when once some Salem State with that move, Savannah State, as they moved down Division Two, once some Salem State never finished their move to Division One, so they went back to Division Two. Savannah State and the SIAC, once some Salem State and the CIAA, you have Hampton moved to the Big South. We heard everything when things really started to turning up that way, when North Carolina A&T also follows Hampton in a lot of ways to the Big South, and most recently with the decision yesterday uh, being in full confirmation that FAMU will exit at the same time with North Carolina A&T, except that they're going to the SWAC, Southwestern Athletic Conference. So now what do you say with that? I'm saying that you would want to probably look at partnerships, potential partnerships in regards to creating rivalries back in the conference of the MEAC, which would be natural ones between North Carolina Central and Winston-Salem State. So North Carolina Central doesn't get the wandering eye and say, do we want to follow our brethren if the opportunity is available? Right. We got to look at this two ways. Not only do you leave, do you have somewhere to go? Can they go to the Big South? Does the Big South want to get any bigger? Does it fit in terms of what they're doing regionally, academically? Those questions, so do um, they look over there. To keep them from that wandering eye, you want to create that natural rivalry and see if you can convince Winston-Salem State maybe to come up. Obviously, we just talked about that they did, so are they even possible to come up? Then you talk about the fact that most recently the NCA said that you had to be prepared to do have a million dollars to pay for the moving fee. Does that is that still on the books at the NCA? The next two um, that I'd say that you want to look at is that natural robbery between Norfolk State and Virginia State. Can you convince Virginia State to move up, to hold on to Norfolk State, hold on to that robbery? That way, do you displace the robbery that took place with Hampton leaving and you replace mm -hmm. it with another strong robbery in terms of them moving up? And then again, you look at it maybe in terms of Bowie State with Morgan State and Howard. Um, really with Morgan State and Bowie State with both of them being public, really being nice, can you synergize and move them up? The problem you have with that, those institutions could still be looking themselves, such as maybe a Coppin State, looking at do we, in terms of our enrollments, much similar to South Carolina State, do we stay where we are? Uh, or do we decide to look down and maybe look at the CIAA, which means do those other conference members of the MEAC 
look at moving down. So I would like to think that the MEAC is going to find a way to make it work. It's not as bad as you think from the standpoint that one other thing I would like to add is the fact that now the money that they had split between Hampton, Savannah State, between North Carolina A&T and FAMU, those four miles you don't have to feed. So you still have that money at this point thus far. So you're splitting it with less people. Right. So that means each of your conference members are actually getting more money. So that's something to put out there and consider too. So if you can stay at six or seven, it could be arguably advantageous for you to stay there because now you have more money associated with staying in the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. So there's a lot of moving variables, and hopefully I illustrated that it's not a far-gone conclusion one way or the other. There's a lot of moving parts in terms of how this could take place, and we haven't even talked about uh, the independent programs such as Tennessee State and OVC as a public institution. Do they decide to maintain their leverage what they have in OVC and try to create that partnership? Or do they start to have wandering eyes and say, maybe it's time for us to look more culturally relevant and the fact that SWAC has the division alignment, do we now have the ability to go play in the SWAC where the SWAC, that the travel is not going to be mm-hmm. any more expensive mm-hmm. than it is in the OBC and we know that we can have more crowd base, which means we can generate more money. So do they even consider and look at it? So does the off, co- off uh, cost of leaving the OVC, which we heard about in the MEAC with FAMU having to pay a $250,000 exit fee if they do it before July 1st. And the OVC, my understanding, that is a half a million dollars plus the basketball revenue, which is what <laughs> wow. they would get in the SWAC, so it doesn't change that much. Yeah. One game in the in the celebration bowl or one game in a payout would actually uh, cover that, that cost. So mm-hmm. it could go that way as well. Wow. That's why he is the dean of HBCU Sports, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. Doc, always great to talk to you, man. You always bring so much insight. Um, I appreciate it. And Oh, before I let you go, you know, for, for those that, that listen to the show on Saturday morning, you know I do the show on two different networks. On Tuesday and Thursday, I do it on mine. On Saturday morning, I do it on xquadradio.com. So, um, for everybody, awesome. so for everybody that's listening right now, xquadradio.com, you know, Doc and I start doing this thing on Tuesday nights. You know, I moved the show to 8 o'clock, well, 8.15 for a reason, because on Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern, you can check a, you can check me out as I join inside the HBCU Sports Lab and uh, chop it up with the guys leading into the show. So I, I appreciate that, Doc. That's a good look for me, man. No, no problem, man. I, I'm glad that you agreed to do it. I think you bring something to our table in terms of the way you deliver, ignorance. deliver news. I bring ignorance. Uh, the way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's done in a way that people love it. People want it. Sometimes you need people that can tell you straight with no chasing. Right. So all right. of us have our part. You know, I try to bring this professorial approach, whatever that's supposed to mean. But that's what I do. That's what I'm comfortable with. That's what I know. But you bring this straight shot no chaser and i'm like man i love it with the music content and so for those out there uh that uh, are listening to your every word man you bring it and i'm like man our fans need a piece of that so i'm like come on over here and get them a piece of this and give them some how you get it and so they can come over and follow your show next so we give you essentially on tuesday two full hours of hbcu sports news from two different perspectives yep. it doesn't get any better than that you're absolutely right. You, but you know, yeah, you're right. I, but I, I think I'm gonna try to join y'all over there on that network. I need to be, I need to be seen, Doc. I just made the decision. I need to be seen, man. Like they say, I got a face for radio, but uh, 
I think I need to be seen. And plus, that's the new wave anyway. So I think, I, I there think you I'm, go. I think I'm going to try that go. out. I think you I'm going to try You heard it here first. Yeah. I try, I've been recruiting it. <laughs> I've won. I've won. Let's go. <laughs> Dr. Kiyata Kavir, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Doc, tell everybody how they can uh, check the show out. Thank you for that opportunity. Check me out on Facebook Live. That's uh, inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Dr. Ville's inside the HBCU Sports Lab. You can also catch us on social media platforms such as Spreaker, um, at Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-H-C-A-V-I-L. Go to THG Agency, the website. You can get information there. Or follow us on those social media platforms such as Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and you can get all the information you need. BCSN, we on there now, and it looks like we're going to have Rob Calloway bringing his information to us. So now not only will y'all get that voice, you're going to get him live and in color. Come on. And all the foolery. Doc, thank you so much, man. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll be talking, man. <laughs> all the time. All right, great stuff from my guy, the dean of HBCU Sports. I gave him that name, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. Big shout out to him, man, for for checking in with us. I'm telling you, this this fallout behind Fam's move to the swag is going to keep growing. It's going to keep. It's, I mean, it's like a ball. It's rolling down the hill right now. Whether you see it rolling down here right now or not, it definitely is. It's the whole conference just rolling down the hill. And so uh, we'll see how uh, things turn out, uh, you know, over the next few weeks, months, the next year. So, I mean, we'll be watching. We'll definitely be watching. All right. So are all hearts and minds clear? Ladies and gentlemen, you good? Cuz you good? You good back there? All right. Well, if all hearts and minds are clear, that'll do it for another edition of the HBCU Report for Saturday. June 6, 2020. I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that the HBCU Report is here three days a week. Shouts out to the X-Squad affiliates. Saturday mornings, man. Be sure to, to check us out right here on xsquadradio.com. You know, it is the big show, as we say. We do the small shows on Tuesday and Thursday, and then we come right here and uh, set it off. All right. Uh, coming up on Tuesday night, we will kick off our celebration of the year 2000, Y2K. Yeah, it's going to be a, a great week for music, a great w- week for uh, nostalgia, if you will. And you never know who's going to stop by the show next week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, I've been working on some stuff. And so uh, we'll see how all of that uh, plays out. All right. Um, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at HBCU Report. Uh, also, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. And um, just remember, ladies and gentlemen, that tomorrow's not promised, so we've got to be the best version of ourselves every damn day. This is the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway. Ladies and gentlemen, you have yourselves a great weekend. I'm gone. Top dog, light him up, Bernie. DPGC, my turn it. CPT, LBC, yeah, we hooking back up. And when they bang this in the club, baby, you got to get up. Look. Yeah, they giving it up. Low life, yo life, boy, we living it up. Taking chances while we dancing in the party for sure. Slip my when she got in the back door. Looking at me strange, but you know I don't care. Step up in this just a swinging mic. Quit talking, walk if you're down with the sick. Take a with some and take this from the jet. Out of town, put it down for the father of rap. And if your get cracked.
Jet your trap, come back, get back. That's the part of success. If you believe in the X, you'll be relieving the stress. It's the D-R-E. Dr. Drake. You know I'm mobbing with the D-O-Double-G. Straight off the CBT. King of the beach, you ride to him in your fleet. Whoop, the veal rolling on dubs. How you feel? Whoop-de-whoop. What? Praying Snoop. Down in the line. With Doc in the back, sipping on Dipping through hood, Compton, Long Beach, Inglewood, South Central, out to the west side. This California love, this California got a gang of pub. I'm on one, I might bell up in the Century Club with my jeans on and my team strong. Get my drink on and my smoke on, then go home with something to poke on. Locust song for the two triple O. Coming real, it's the next episode. Hold up, hey, woman, be thinking we soft, we don't play, we gon' rock it till the wheels fall off, hold up, hey, woman, to be acting too bold, take a seat, hope you're ready for the next episode, hey, it's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. All right, buddy, I gotta go now, but I'll put on your favorite show. See you tonight. Welcome back to Cooking with Chef Antonio. <laughs> Gee, well, I would like to know how this risotto will turn out, but I'll probably just go to sleep in your bed and sniff your sheets, and then figure out what that squirrel is planning. Arr, squirrels. Your dog doesn't care if the TV is on? With energy-saving tips and programs from Georgia Power, you can save money and make your home more efficient. Learn more at georgiapower.com efficiency. This podcast is brought to you by 100% Pure. You put in a lot of work to maintain a healthy lifestyle, so why stop with your makeup? We make makeup with fruit and tea, spa skincare with potent plant-based vitamins, and hair and body care infused with sea minerals, all in the name of a healthier you. Visit 100percentpure.com to shop our clean beauty collection.